0: I'd like to touch on a topic in a short amount of time here, and that's um, the law of self-defense and uh, the issue of crime today. I think crime will increase in this country, and I think that more people, their natural response to crime is, I need to figure out how to protect myself. I need to buy a gun. But um, if you buy a gun, right, and you intend to use it, right? Uh, you need to understand the law of self-defense and when you can legally use that weapon. And you need to even understand that a gun is a deadly use of force weapon that can only be used to defend yourself when you have a deadly force threat. And even something like someone beating you to death, right? Someone beating, not to death, right? So you can be beaten to death, but you can just, you can also just be beaten like uh, I don't know a fixed fight that's not gonna end in death I mean it's hard to it's hard to know especially when you're the one being beaten it's this really deadly force threat I guess it would depend on how they have you pinned maybe the the intensity of the punches I know this is is really hard to even imagine but there are cases where if, if someone is gonna punch someone they don't intend to kill them and this is highly highly subjective, really, Um, but what happens in cases of, you know, where someone wants to defend themselves, they, or they're fearful, they'll reach for a gun, but a gun is a deadly weapon, and if you just point it at someone, you think that, oh, I'm defending myself, you pointing at someone, but they are not presenting an immediate deadly force threat to you, that's disproportional and they can charge you with a crime. Uh, so I always recommend this law of self-defense guy. His name's Andrew Brinka. And he was, he always tells people that, um, you know, you need to, you need to have other tools in your tool belt. You need to have other tools like maybe pepper spray, right? In your tool belt to, um, to use to defend yourself because pepper spray is not considered a deadly weapon, but it can disable someone enough for you to leave, flee the scene, get away, um, you know, reposition yourself in some fashion to avoid, you know, your current, your current circumstance. Um, but a lot of people, they, they get, they're, they're fearful. They're fearful of the crime that we are, we, we have, they're fearful of, of protecting themselves and rightly so, but this idea that we should just all go out and buy a gun may not be appropriate, but if it is appropriate, and that's fine, I'm not anti-gun at all, you just need to, you need to understand how to use the weapon, right? You want to take training on it, but you also want to understand the law and what, what would allow you to, to use this uh, deadly force weapon to defend yourself, and when everything is a, you know, they have this saying, when everything is a hammer, everything looks like a, or when 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 the only thing you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Well, if the only thing in your tool belt to defend yourself is a gun, you're going to use it every time. You're going to be fearful, but sometimes you shouldn't reach for that, and you could be the one in trouble. Um, so I highly recommend watching Andrew Brinka's Law of Self-Defense videos. I think they're great just or or if you don't like him finding another source to get you educated on the rule of law and lo- law of uh, self defense um, because it really if you if you make one wrong move right you're looking at 10 20 years easily when you think you were in the right for pointing the gun at somebody who was approaching you going to attack you but if this person didn't present a deadly force weapon against you you know, you might be, you actually might be in the wrong. And I was just listening to him, I think yesterday or two days ago. And he said, you know, people, when people are fearful, they tend to react and they tend to overreact in some cases, like, you know, grab the gun. Your, your instinct is to just grab the gun. And, um, a lot of times you need to be aware that that's not the appropriate response. And in the gray areas, Right. There's gray areas where, you know, you bring a deadly force weapon to a fight, right, where there's a guy maybe beating you. Maybe you're a small female. You're up against a big male. Uh, Is that considered disproportionate? The fight? Yeah. So if you bring a gun, would that be okay? I mean, I guess I think it still depends on if you think your life is in danger Right, just because he can punch you faster and harder doesn't mean that you are going to die from that or create great bodily injury. So, re- remember that these are fuzzy c- circumstances; they happen all the time. You have to use your best judgment, and the best judgment is keeping yourself alive, keeping yourself from from great bodily harm or death. Um, so, defend yourself. I don't want to give anyone the impression they shouldn't defend themselves, but just be careful whenever you're defending yourself and make sure that you're not using a disproportionate amount of force against a potential attacker. And remember that when you go hand to hand with somebody, right. Or you, you, you present a deadly force weapon, like a gun, um, you, your actions will be evaluated by, you know, a court, a grand jury, uh, and then 12, you know, potentially 12 jurors that are going to decide your fate on what was reasonable in the moment. And they have the hindsight. They have the hindsight, right? of watching the events, seeing the whole picture. They're going to include things in their analysis that you didn't know. And, you know, you know, that's just our system. Sometimes things are led in the court. Sometimes things are not led in the court, but hind- there, there, there's always hindsight in a court because they get to see the entire event as it occurred versus you're lit, you lit, you live. Through it, you don't know uh, what what's going to happen next. They have the hindsight on their side. So you're just remember that all of your actions are going to be evaluated by a group of strangers, by a group of people who might be very anti-gun, might be very anti, you know, self-defense, might be very pro-criminal. And just 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 caution yourself that <sighs> these twelve jurors, right, are going to decide your fate. And you may not really consider what your actions... uh, You may not consider the implication of your actions. And you may just assume... This is the problem, is that people assume they have the right to defend themselves in all circumstances, using all types of weapons for defense. Right? But that's just not the case. And, you know, this stuff should really be taught at school. This is the type of practical education, you know, criminal law, self-defense law. I think the basics of the law should definitely be taught in high school. Um, and I don't, I have no idea why this stuff isn't taught. Um, everybody needs to know this stuff. You know, everyone potentially could be, could be, you know, a victim and need to defend themselves, right? But they don't know what the law is in their state. Um, this is something very useful, I think, just a practical class in, you know, not not how to use a gun, right? I don't think schools would go for that, right? But they would probably go for, you know, teaching law around these activities, self-defense law. Um, so I'm not going to get to these other, other topics that I have in the description. Um, so maybe, maybe I'll save that for another time.